Hey, it's Matt. Thanks for listening in. I'm just another guy following Jesus, and I hope my walk with him can encourage you in yours. May you hear his gentle whisper, gently inviting you closer to himself as you listen. So if I could summarize what I've been learning lately in one word, it'd be this. Vulnerability. Now, if you've known me for a while, you might assume that I don't struggle with being vulnerable. I'm open, honest, transparent about my story and my struggles, and yet I've been really struggling to be vulnerable lately. <laughs> to be vulnerable lately. Why is that? Well, I'm talking about emotional vulnerability. That's different than just the factual openness. It's a lot harder for me, anyway. Because to be emotionally vulnerable, first you have to be emotionally aware. And quite frankly, I don't think about my emotions very much. I'm too busy thinking about what I'm doing now, who I'm with now, how they're doing, how God can meet them. And I love that. I love listening to people and how they're doing, being present with them. I love it so much that I'm really good at turning the conversation back to them. Maybe you've experienced this talking to me. It goes something like this. They say, enough about me. How have you been doing? And I'll say, yeah, 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 I've been doing well. But first, tell me more about what you just told me. How does what happened make you feel? And so I turn it back around so they keep talking. I'm, I'm, I'm actually really curious and concerned. And But the byproduct of that is that by the time we part ways, I know lots about how they're doing, but neither of us know how I'm really doing. And if people don't ask me and persistently insist that I answer, I might go for days without thinking about my emotional state. So that's been a question lately. How am I really doing? It's hard to remember to ask myself that, and it's even harder to journal my emotions and even harder to vulnerably share my emotional state with others. Vulnerability. So hard. Mainly because I have no idea what's going on inside and rarely stop to ask. How about you? How are you really doing? And how do you know? How often would you say you're aware? And how often do you vulnerably share how you're really doing with others? How about with God? How often do you really share vulnerably with God. I love what C.S. Lewis said. He, he said, we must lay before him what is in us, not what ought to be in us. And I love that, that, you, that, that we can just bring what's in us with confidence to God, because we know that the one who knows us best loves us most. Isn't, isn't that great? And But sometimes we think that we, we should bring him what ought to be in us, or we we, we can pray for a lot of things and even for ourselves without really taking stock of how we're doing. And just, just reading through the Psalms gives us a clear picture of how vulnerable God wants us to be with him about how we're really feeling and, and really doing and even just taking stock of uh, what do we want? What do we really want? So yeah, how, how often are you sharing with God vulnerably. And how often do you share with others? Uh, Timothy Keller in The Meaning of Marriage said, 
to be loved but not known is comforting but superficial. To be known and not loved is our greatest fear. But to be fully known and truly loved is, well, a lot like being loved by God. It is what we need more than anything. It liberates us from pretense, humbles us out of our self-righteousness, and fortifies us for any difficulty life can throw at us. Do you want to know what that's like to be fully known and truly loved? It's what we need more than anything. I agree. Dr. Kurt Thompson uh, describes confessional communities in his book, The Soul of Desire. And he says, We need others to bear witness to our deepest longings, our greatest joys, our most painful shame, and all the rest, in order to have any sense at all of ourselves. (laughs) Yep, sometimes I've had no sense at all of myself. He also says in there, being joyfully known enables our imagination to expand because it has for so long been truncated by the interpersonal and neurobiological features of shame, fear, and disintegrating behavior, our sin. And isn't that a beautiful thing that being joyfully known lets your imagination expand. You're no longer stuck in in fear and shame and things. That's so beautiful. I love how vulnerability unmasks shame in our lives. When I do something wrong, I feel guilt. But then there's the voice of shame that also comes in and says, See, this is who you really are. The rest, it's all just faking it. When you are the most yourself, this is what you look like. This this person who just, you know, did some kind of sin. And basically, Matt, who you are 99.9% of the time, that's not the real thing. It's who you are in this moment when you just made a mistake. So it's not that I just did something bad. It's that I am bad. That's the voice of shame. But when I open up vulnerably with God and others, both groups will tell me the truth. They'll say, that's not who you are, Matt. You are loved, accepted, and holy in Christ. The Father smiles on you in pleasure. And that's exactly what I need. Every time I don't allow voices of truth to to speak into this and and i just follow that shame into depression i give it more power and but every time i share vulnerably shame loses its power and i experience freedom and and so i i can choose which habit i'm building in my life and i realize i've lived a lot of my life in shame to this day i still struggle with with that that question as i said in the very first episode um and, and like, you need to prove yourself. Otherwise, people will find out eventually that you're not who you say you are. You're really not good enough. Imposter syndrome and all sorts of things. Um, that probably hits me every day. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a lot of voices of shame. So, so if you're struggling with that and you're struggling with emotional vulnerability like I am, here's some ideas. All right. Two book recommendations that I haven't mentioned yet, Emotionally Healthy Spirituality by Pete Scazzaro, and I recommend the Day-by-Day Devotional to go along with it, and also uh, The Joy Switch by Chris Kersey. These are great books that can really, they've helped me anyway, to, to really get a hold of 
emotional awareness and help me to be more vulnerable and in a positive direction. Another idea, build awareness every day by journaling your emotions. You can set a time or set a reminder on your phone to ask you, how were you feeling right now? And then just like diligently keep it in a notebook or on a note in your phone where you scribble down how you're feeling as you go through the ups and downs of life. Third idea, share vulnerably every day. So some books to learn more about this, build awareness by journaling, share vulnerably every day. Yeah, let's try for every day. Uh, that's my goal. I want to encourage you in it because we need to keep short accounts of offenses so that we don't blow up someday. And we also need to keep short accounts on our emotions for the same reason. I consistently find that when I start to make bad decisions, be tempted by a myriad of sins, lose patience with people, it wasn't spontaneous combustion. It was a concealed but gradually building fire over the past few days. Logs being added onto that fire one disappointment at a time. So let's try to process this every day and share it every day. Is there someone you see every day who you could be totally honest with? and would agree to asking you how you're really doing. If not, start praying for one. <laughs> Ask them for that favor and let them into the joy, sadness, fear, faith, anger, love, despair, and hope that you experience each day. So let's start right now. How are you really doing today? Write it down and share it with someone. Ask them how they're doing too. And one more thing. If someone isn't being a good listener, you can forgive them. Don't give up on being vulnerable just because people don't always respond the right way. And even sometimes the things we share trigger something in the other person. And then, you know, they, they just like, yeah, they didn't respond in the way we wanted. We wanted to be seen, to be soothed, to be safe, to be secure, as uh, Dr. Kurt Thompson talks about. And, and you need to find someone like that. But if, uh, if that hasn't been your experience in the past, I encourage you, don't give up on being vulnerable. It's worth it to persevere. Let's unmask the shame and live free. <laughs>